It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the logos, and much more. Now, here's Mike Adams 2.0. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0 on a St. Patrick's weekend. And if you're wondering what's in my iPod, it's the Dropkick Murphys I'm shipping up to Boston. It's the House of Pains jump around. And I'm a big fan of the Irish bagpipes. So, happy St. Patrick's Day. Also, what's taking place this week? Something called March Madness. And I always say, hoop scoops, alley-oops. Oops, Connecticut, New Mexico State. Just one. Congratulations, Aggies. For those of you who are keeping score at home, who do I like? The Aggies and the Lobos. It's good to see the Aggies win a game. But we start today's show, Mike Adams 2.0, that you can listen to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on ESPN 101.7, the team, with sports fact or fiction. And I started to think about something. I said, sports fact or fiction, is this working? We've gone through rapid fire We've gone through so many different things, right? But sports factor fiction, we're staying with. Micah Frankel, are you ready? Ready to go, Mike. You ready this morning? Let's go. First off, March Madness. The best part of March is the upsets. The best part of March is waking up. Wait a minute, that's Folgers. But the best part of March for me is that the season changes. Literally. So, yes, there's upsets. Yes, seasons will change. Seasons will end. And as we saw, a team from St. Pete's beats the dominant Kentucky Wildcats. Yes, there's upsets. 12-5 is always a safe bet for an upset. 12-5. When I think of 12-5, I think of 12 noon and 5 o'clock. Some people think 12-5 is a a seeding arrangement. And I think 12... In today's game, you're sitting in a good place, so fact. First good look at Chet Holmgren. I know you just got it. Seven block shots. Tell me he's not looking like the number one overall pick in the draft. That's a fact. And number one, if he goes to number two, that means he won't be number one. But yes, fact, Holmgren, first pick. Kirk Cousins, officially the most overpaid quarterback in the NFL? I'm going to say fiction, and he does make a lot of money. A lot of money. I thought he did. You know what? I don't think people give him enough credit. Yeah, Minnesota had a chance, right? A couple of times. But I think Kirk Cousins still has something in him. And it will be interesting to see what he does. And yeah, he makes a lot of money. Period. The end. Cha-ching. Middle of the road. Paid like he's elite. That equals overpaid. No way should domestic violence come with a lesser penalty than gambling on games. I know where you're going with this, and you're talking about Atlanta Falcons star, Ridley. I'm talking about they should increase the penalty for domestic violence. Well, of course. And here's the thing with gambling in any sport, Micah. In any sport, I think it's, I I don't know, what did the kid bet? $1,500, $500? I know there's rules, and you got to follow the rules. Um, And he wasn't actually on the activated roster at the time. Not near the team. Not near the team. Did he have a hot tip? I don't know. But, yeah, 
for sure, to answer your question, it should be a bigger penalty for domestic violence. And gambling, they really need to relook at because people are going to bet on these games. They've already coordinated and collaborated with major casinos. So I, I don't know how they're going to move forward with the gambling piece, Mike. You are able to bet now in stadium, and there are owners talking about the Miami Dolphins, who are even now taking part of this. How can you promote it to all of your consumers, but yet tell your constituents, don't do it? If you look even to the sport that I cover the most, fighting, boxing, or MMA, guess who some of the biggest bettors are? The constituents and the training partners. So it's fine in one sport, but looked upon and frowned upon in another. It just doesn't make sense. But what does make sense is that the Broncos have put themselves in position to be frontrunners in the AFC with acquisitions of Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagger, and Randy Gregory. Fact. And not just them. Look at what the San Diego Chargers did with Khalil Mack. And plus added some extra bonuses. The Raiders just added a guy by the name of Devontae Adams. Yeah, the Devontae Adams. That's going to be an interesting division for sure, and those games are going to mean something. People forget this too, Micah, real quick. Devontae Adams' college quarterback, Derek Carr. Fact or fiction, the Raiders just got the best wide receiver in the NFL. Fact. Real quick one, no other other add-ins for us? No, as far as add-ins for the Raiders, I think Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, and you're going to think I'm nuts, could put up bigger numbers than Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. The Mavs are a team playing like they found an identity since the Christoph Przingis trade. They found an identity fact. Do I think that Przingis could have been used in a different way? Yes. Do I still think they're one of the most funnest teams to watch because of Luka Doncic? Yes. The NBA is wild right now, Michael, with all these people putting up gigantic numbers. I mean gigantic. Kyrie still had eight minutes when he went for 60 and the way he was playing, that might have been 75-80. I look at Carl Anthony Towns putting up 60. And how about that game where they're playing the Lakers? And you talk about clowning, right? There was some clowning going on in that game. The Lakers, I have to say this, for whatever reason, choose to get down by 10, 15, 20 points, make an unbelievable run, exert all the energy, and still lose. I, I don't know what that game plan means. Carl Anthony Towns has now surpassed Blake Griffin as the best comedian in the NBA. And I'll tell you what, the guy can play. Man, if I I could watch that head shake against Russell Westbrook over and over on repeat many times. Switching gears to baseball, the new Apple D, Apple TV deal for Friday night double henners was the financial incentive to motivate both sides to come together for the agreement we got on the CBA. Possibly. That's a possibility. But I think they knew how much money was going to get lost if they didn't come to an agreement quickly. Did that put it over the top? Possibly. Possibly. Am I going to watch a doubleheader on baseball on a Friday night and the feeling's right? Let's get down tonight. Get down tonight. That's Casey and the Sunshine Band, for those of you wondering where did Mike go for a minute. But let me get back to the moment. So, Micah, a doubleheader on Friday night, is that must-see TV? Apple TV felt like it was. Interesting. Chocolatito is an ageless wonder in the same mold of Manny Pacquiao. I'm going to say fact to the fact that he's in his own mold. Chocolatito, one of the best boxers in his weight class. Could I compare him to Manny Pacquiao? Not at this point. Pacquiao's accomplishments in moving up weight 
winning at 106 pounds a world title all the way to 47. I think he even fought at 54. I mean, think about that. A guy who won a title at 106, going all the way to 47 is an accomplishment in itself. So to compare him to Pacquiao, I'm going to say fiction, fact that he's he he's he's a special fighter. Forty year old fighters that both started at one oh six. I think Chocolatito's moved up to at least four weight classes. Boxing weight classes are too small when he can move up four and you're like, that's not as many. Uh rescheduling Gravante Davis versus Rolando Romero was a no brainer. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Micah, because you want to see Gervonta Davis, right? Everybody wants to see Tank. And the interesting piece to this, they're not making fights fast enough. It feels like we're waiting, right? We've been in this, like on a wait list for a good fight. And what I mean by a good fight, a marquee matchup. One that's, man, I can't wait till this fight. We used to have that, right? Anytime Manny Pacquiao fought, anytime Floyd fought, De La Hoya fought, it was like, I can't wait. The only boxer in boxing right now who has that kind of star power is Canelo. It's Canelo or bust right now. All-time scoring record is more likely for LeBron than another championship. Yes, fact. I don't see another NBA title unless next year they trade him to Golden State, the Nets. Maybe if they send him to the Sixers, right? Him, Harden, and Embiid, maybe. I, I think I think he will be the all-time scoring champion, fact. And I think he surpasses Kareem's record. I just don't see him winning a title in L.A. And who knows? Wherever he goes, that will be the determining factor. Well, the play-in felt like a good idea. Now that there's seven games between eighth and ninth place, it really just feels like a money grab. Fact. And I don't want to say money grab. I want to say that you need the Lakers in this playoff. You need them. There's enough stars. There's enough stars in the West. There's enough stars that you're going to be able to tune in to see if they can get out. Of that of that ninth seed. And number two, it's like the Cowboys. Like, the only team I can compare them to is the Cowboys right now. Right? You're going to watch them regardless. And then see what happens. And then if they win, they're supposed to win. Right? If they lose, you don't stop talking about it. It's the strangest thing. But the Lakers and Cowboys are kind of in the same boat right now. Well, we haven't stopped talking about LeBron James for 25 years. We're not supposed to. That's what the media marketing, that's what Clutch is about. That's what the entire NBA has devoted their system to. That's why as they're losing, they're still in the primetime spot. So he gets the attention. But negative attention, the addition of Carson Wentz to the Commanders isn't an upgrade. I don't know if it's an upgrade. Tyler Hinkie was there. I think Carson Wentz can do the job. I think they might go to the playoffs. Everybody's written off Carson Wentz for the past couple of years. I don't I don't see how. We here's what's funny. Is that we act like Baker Mayfield's not a good quarterback. Carson Wentz is not wait a minute. They are good quarterbacks. They are. And then when they I don't know if they can make the who are you gonna put in their place? Like who are you gonna go get? If you don't put Carson Wentz on a team. Who are you going to go get? Remember a Colin Kaepernick that the league just let go by that kind of talent? They've done it before where a guy just hasn't found a destination. I thought Kaepernick was better than Wentz and better than Baker. But Baker Mayfield, for as much heat as he gets, can still play football. 
And everybody says, well, maybe Indianapolis. It's not maybe Indianapolis. I'm sure Indianapolis has already shown interest. It's not maybe the commanders wanted Carson Wentz. I'm sure they knew they needed Carson Wentz. I just, I, I have a hard time understanding when people go and say immediately, nah, Carson Wentz is done. Baker's done. Really? Well, Baker, factor fiction, got put in his place by the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to say fiction, and let me tell you why. You think he got put in his place because they denied a trade. But they were looking at Deshaun Watson. Then what? So you get Deshaun Watson, and then, oh, Baker, now we'll let you go. See, so it was one of those things, Micah, if you're sitting in a job and you've carried this team to the playoffs for the first time in a long time, and then, wait a minute, you're going to bring in Watson? Yeah, I want out. Whether you signed him or not, you're just not loyal to me. What he doesn't understand, it's a business. Well, this is the only business where they can tell you you can't leave, though. Much of the business world, if you heard there's another COO that's coming in to take your spot or they're flirting with, you can walk and they can't stop you. This is a special business. And they'll still pay him. And Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa will hunt him down because they are the best set of ends in the NFL now paired together. They're incredible, for sure. The minute I saw Khalil Mack to the Chargers, I said they're going to make a run. And not just a run in the West, Micah. They're trying to make a run and a statement to say, okay, Rams, you own L.A. in football right now, but we're coming. And we're going to try our very hardest to get something out of this. They're putting the right pieces together where the Chargers might make a run, a serious a run. A serious run. They got a back in there. They've picked up some pieces. So I like what the Chargers are doing. Now the Rams, let's just stay here. The Rams lose Von Miller to the Buffalo Bills, right? Their line suffers, adding Allen Robinson a nice piece now that OBJ is down for the year. So here's the thing. The Chargers have a chance, Micah to be the kings of L.A. football next year. And I think that's bigger for them from a fan base perspective, number one, a merchandise perspective, number two, and somebody finally caring about the Chargers. And last time someone really, truly cared about the Chargers, Dan Fouts was the quarterback. You're sure? Even when I think Humphreys took him to a Super Bowl, you don't think anybody cared then in San Diego? Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, San Diego fan, if you're listening... Go to Mike Adams 2.0's Instagram and say, the last time you remember the Chargers, Dan Fouts was the quarterback. That's when they were relevant. Such disrespect to Philip Rivers. Maybe LaDamian Tomlinson, too. Thank you. Thank you, you, LT. But but I guarantee you, true San Diego fan, before they say Philip Rivers, is going to say Dan Fouts. The NCAA has to amend the rule that says a program has to wait five years once entering NCAA Division I play to make the NCAA tournament. If you win your tournament, your conference tournament, you should get to play in the big dance. Mike, I don't understand how rules came about. And then the rules should change, right? It's kind of like baseball. feels like the rules change all the time. But in this case... They were the better team. They win the division, but the rule states you have to be five years. My, my question is, should the rule change fact or fiction? I'm going to say fact. I mean, we've done so many things, right? I don't... Does a rule book really apply anywhere at this point in time? Hey, it's more like guidelines. Tim Elliott and the UFC will tell you all about that this week. I'll send you the articles. Is it guidelines, timelines? Is it time clocks? 
What is it? You know, someone told me if you throw a clock out the window, what happens? Time flies. Well, also 40 days and 80 nights flew by really quick. Fact or fiction, Tom Brady is returning to the NFL because gas prices are so high. Michael, that's fiction. And here's the thing. Gas prices are high. And for those of you who go to a gas pump, I want you to think about something. If you were used to paying, here's a little math. For those of you accountants, tell me if I'm right. If you're not an accountant, just get a pen and a paper. If you need 15 gallons of gas at $4, that's 60 bucks. If you fill up twice a month, that's a buck 20. Is that fair? Is everybody with me? Double check your work. Carry the two. Okay? It's baseball season. It might be foul. 120. You can go get a nice pair of sneakers. For 40. And people forget this, Micah, but let me remind you, unless it's changed, you can jump on any bus in Albuquerque and it's free. I, I'm telling you, if gas goes up anymore, and I saw it go down yesterday. It went down. I put in at 419. Yesterday it was 395. Tomorrow, who knows? Tomorrow, who knows? But I did get a nice pair of sneakers. Fact of fiction, Tom Brady realized he still has a chance because at worst, the Bucks are only the sixth worst team in the or the sixth best team in the NFC. Here's the thing. They're gonna put some people around him. He just doesn't come back without game planning, Micah. The man doesn't win seven Super Bowls without having a plan. Watch the moves Tampa Bay makes, and then you're gonna say, wait a minute. They got a legit chance again. See, what when a guy of that stature says I'm coming back. He's not coming back to help out the rookie quarterback that's going to take his place. No. He's going to find key ingredients, Micah, to rebuild. Cat 60 was more impressive than Uncle Drew's. Uncle Drew all day. And I'm going to tell you why. There was still eight minutes to go. Kyrie Irving didn't play the last eight minutes. He had a shot at Kobe's record. I really believe that. Yeah, but he had all the energy for 60 because he only plays once a week. Cat dropped 32 in a quarter, and he plays every game. More impressive. Also bringing up Cat, top five center in the NBA right now. Fact. Fact. Top, top five. I'll put him as my fourth. Who you put him right behind him? Embiid and Jokic are one, two, right? Oh, yeah, you got to. And then who would, who, who would you say, Micah, at three? I'm going to see... If you know who that three person is. I'm putting Cat at three, but my four is Gobert and my five is Bam. And I'm going Gobert, then I'm going Carl Anthony Towns, and then I'm going Bam. But after watching Bam the last two weeks, there could be, I could see where Carl Anthony Towns could move to three, but there's nights Gobert just takes over. He dominates on the defensive end, but I feel like Cat is just more well-balanced on both ends. Fernando Tatis, broken wrist, leaves the Padres already in third place in the NL West immediately. Maybe fourth. Because here's the thing. you How, Micah, the excitement he brings not only to the fan, but to the clubhouse. See, you need that energy. You need it every day. And when he steps to the plate, that's where the fan energy gets created, Right. And now he's going to be out for, what, 12 weeks, nine weeks? What was the synopsis Three to four on months. Three to four months. 
Yeah, that that might be fourth place San Diego Padres. It's hilarious brilliance for Mike Tyson to be selling edible gummies in the shape of tiny ears with a little piece bitten off. Here's the thing, Micah. People still talk about Evander Holyfield's ear. That was a long time ago. And now they're going to do... I don't... I don't... It's almost like I don't even want to... Mike Tyson's one of my favorites. I met Mike. I met Evander. The one thing I didn't talk about was an ear. I talked about his greatness. Right? And then you come up with a question like that, and it makes me... It makes me say, pass. Go to the next question. You love business acrement. You know you love this idea. You know you love capitalizing on big moments. Just like Paige Van Zandt has comfortably transitioned, landing softly in the world of professional wrestling. Here's the thing, Micah, with the... Look, Logan and Jake Paul have said they want to go into the WWE and be tag team partners. Okay? I think it's great for wrestling. I really do. I think Paige Van Zandt in wrestling... Is going to be very successful. Brock Lesnar in wrestling was very, very, very successful. It works. Dan Lambert has been a masterful mouthpiece, the likes of a Bobby Brain Heenan. It's been some great stuff on AEW. Tom Aspinall has the skill set to put Alexander Volkov out in the first round later today. Fiction. Fiction. Think Volkov's too big? Too big. I don't think he gets him in round one. If he gets him, it's going to take a minute. If Tom Aspinall does it, do you think this gives him that Michael Bisbing juice in London? Yes. He will get to that level of... And and people forget how Bisbing got there, Micah. I really think they forget going through the ultimate fighter, doing everything he had to do. Like, Bisbing is the show in England when it comes to MMA. Dan Hardy was close for a minute. He was close. He was close. But as far as we talk about Europe, there's been no one like Conor McGregor. But Patty Pimblett seems to have the personality to be able to at least be the next UFC attraction for that part of the world. I'm going to say fiction, and I'm going to tell you why. It's hard to follow Conor, right? It's just hard to follow Conor. And it's hard to follow a few people. Like, will there ever, ever be, Micah, Ever, in anybody's eyes, another Tom Brady. Never going to be another Tom no. Brady. And, 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 and in Ireland, think about this. St. Paddy's Week. When you think of boxers, you think of Wayne McCullough, right? Billy Conlon, who just fought the other night. I can give you 100 names. Barry McGuigan. But what I'm saying is, if you say Connor's name to any of those guys, I don't think anybody surpasses what Connor did. Now, can he be... The next showcase star for the UFC in that aspect? That's what I asked about. Fiction. Fiction. Oh, hard one. I think that he's trying really hard. He's putting himself out there. And the UFC does need to cultivate a star out there. And I don't know if Aspinall puts himself out there as much. The 76ers have failed to reach expectations once playing elite level competition. Fact as of today. In fact, as of both of their careers so far. I will say, when it gets to the playoffs, they will show up. you got to remember, when you have a guy like Harden, he's seen some playoff runs. And Joel Embiid may have, and I hate to say this because he's had such a great year, Micah, a phenomenal year, but I think Jokic is a frontrunner right now for the most valuable player of the NBA. And I don't know if that stopped once Harden got there because... They're trying to figure out how to win an NBA title. So's Jokic. 
but it just seems the numbers get bigger and bigger every game. Harden hasn't had a great playoff run since he was with the Thunder, and this team is relying too much on drawing fouls instead of making buckets. Randy Gregory has to be public enemy number one in Dallas after changing minds and going to the Broncos at the last minute. Yeah, that Cowboy fan would know. Oh, Cowboy fan would go crazy. And Bronco fan, they're just trying to get better and better. The Broncos, Micah, I'm happy for them. You know, Peyton Manning did get him one with Vaughn. But you go back to those Elway teams. You know, Bronco fan shows up. Cowboy fan I haven't seen. Bronco fan shows up. But don't get me wrong, Cowboy fan. You have the best product. You have the best product. You just got to win one. $200 million spent in free agency is a lot of money for the Jaguars to remain in the NFL basement. That's a ton of money. Uh, any way you count it, Micah. Coin, Coinbase, Bitcoin, dollars, checks. That's a lot of money. I didn't know who Kirk was until they gave him all that money, and I realized you were the third option on the Cardinals. Okay, Dodgers, in theory, have an all-time great lineup, adding another. So this will be the second season they have a seventh MVP on their roster. Here, You know, this is almost similar to the Lakers in a way, right? Get all these stars, and the expectation is instant championship. And think about that 2020 championship with Mookie Betts, right? They should have won it in 21, didn't. They should have won it in 19, didn't. 18 and didn't. It's hard to put that many stars together, Micah. To validate the contract and the drama of the last two off-seasons, Aaron Rodgers has to get the pack to a Super Bowl. He lost a key ingredient in Devontae Adams, so I'm going to say fact. Number two, his contract was phenomenal, and Devontae Adams' contract was phenomenal. And they deserve the money. If the money's there to be paid, get it. Julio Jones and Jarvis Landry will wait until the NFL quarterback carousel fully stops before they pick their new teams. Yeah, and don't think, don't, don't get it twisted, Micah. You don't think that, that when Tom Brady said yes, you don't think Tampa Bay made a couple of phone calls? Right? Think about it. You don't have Antonio Brown anymore, right? There's a couple of free agents on that team. Do you don't think their agents picked up the minute Tom said, Hey, I want to come back? I guarantee you their agents were on the phone. Steph Curry's foot injury one game after Draymond's return just proves this team is cursed. No. I enjoy this team, I like watching them. And Clay Thompson's starting to come into his own finally, right? Takes a minute. He was out a long time. Clay comes back, Draymond's injury, Dre comes back, Steph's injured. You see where I'm going here. I do. And I think if KD would have stayed there, they might have won seven. They might have been the Brady, modern day Brady, if KD stayed there. Fact or fiction, Mike? I've hit you with a bunch of facts. Hopefully a little bit of fiction, trying to throw you off a little bit today, and I hope you had fun with those. I'll tell you what, that's Micah Frankel, CageMinds.com, and he's also a, a huge fan of the NBA, huge, huge fan of MMA, boxing, and a lot of other sports. So, Micah, always good to have you in on Sports Factor Fiction. You're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN. 
Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Welcome back. Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Shout out to Greg Brown and the Volcano Vista Hawks. Unbelievable season. Also to the Lady Hawks. They both go undefeated. Win the school's biggest uh, accomplishment, winning the boys' state tournament and the girls' state tournament. So congratulations, Lisa Villarreal and Greg Brown. Unbelievable what you guys accomplished. Also shout out to the Highland Hornets. Coach Woody and the Highland Hornets win one. And Manal's first championship. And the school had been open since the 1800s. Now I wanted to talk about March Madness because... This is my favorite time of year as a basketball fan. And I thought about it. I said, yeah, there's been some upsets. Kentucky losing. New Mexico State. I don't think they shocked Connecticut. I think it was a great win. And I was so happy because I root for the Aggies. But I started to think, what were those moments in Final Four history that hit me right away? And I, Yes, wooden, legendary the accomplishments, but I'm going to give you when the final fours that were very, very impactful for me. We'll start with Jim Valvano in the pit, right? He beats the mighty Houston Cougars. And it was cool because it was here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, but it was also cool because they played the Phi Slamma Jamma. Yeah, the fraternity of dunkers. Hakeem, right? Clyde Drexler. Larry Michel, Benny Anders, I can go on and on, but what a tournament it was, 84 Albuquerque. Then I started to think about the one I don't like is the one where the Duke Blue Devils, if you remember Duke, I think when they won this game, Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, Grant Hill, and beat the mighty, mighty UNLV running Rebels in 91, That one was tough for me because I was the biggest running Rebel fan, biggest Jerry Tarkanian fan, LJ, Ogman, Greg Anthony, Anderson Hunt, George Ackles, Moses Scurry. I could give you the whole roster. And in 91, when Duke won that game, I think that's when Duke became Duke. When we talk about Final Four moments, what about Weber calling the timeout against North Carolina? And that That Michigan team, right, the Fab Five changed a lot about how basketball is played, especially the way you dress, right, with the baggy shorts, the big socks. I thought that Michigan game really made a difference for a lot of people. But if we're going to talk about NCAA tournaments, right, and you can have your favorites, you're supposed to. I mean, Danny Manning winning it in 88, Kansas beating Oklahoma, Larry Brown winning the national championship. But when I think about college hoops, because I'm watching this great special on HBO about the Los Angeles Lakers. If you haven't tuned in, it's a good show. But the guys who saved, and when I say saved the NBA, that is a true statement. But if you saw Indiana State, Michigan State in 79, yeah, I was a young, young, young guy. But I can tell you right now, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson not only changed the landscape, the landscape of the NBA, they changed the landscape of college basketball. And you're going to say, how did they do that, Mike? I'm going to tell you how. It was the highest rated 
championship game in the history of college basketball. They became legends in the National Basketball Association, but in college basketball, that game was so big that then what happened? The network became stronger. They wanted more college basketball on TV. And then all of a sudden, ESPN exploded by putting games on across the country. See what Magic and Bird did, not only for the NBA, was that the NCAA tournament, of course it was big when Wooden was winning it. I don't want to diminish any of that. But it changed. The game changed from a fan standpoint of, I want to watch this. Now, how did it become, and who started calling it March Madness, right? And then all of a sudden you had 64 teams. Then you have a four play-in. See, they could make it 108 teams and people are going to watch. And they should just put the entire country in there. I'm a fan of the Final Four. College basketball tournaments, there's nothing like it. And since we're on basketball, when you think of the state tournament, somebody brought up an interesting thing to me today. They said, Mike, in your state, you have a 1A class champion, a 2A class champion, a 3A class state champion, but are they really considered the state champion? Shouldn't those 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 schools be called champion, and then you do another bracket a week later, and all the champions play each other? I said, maybe. That might work. I know other states do that, not in that particular order, I don't know how their tournament is bracketed, but then there'd be one true state champion. I said, that's interesting. And when you think back in in high school basketball, right, and I can only speak of Albuquerque, it would have been interesting, those St. Pius teams that were so good with Joe Harge and Ackerman and those guys, could they have won the big school title? Could those academy teams that made those runs Won the big school title. Possibly. I guess the only way we find out is if some way, somehow, that can happen. But I thought all the champions deserved it. And ESPN 101.7, the team, you talk about carrying high school hoops. No one does it the same. It was 12-hour, 14-hour days. Wall-to-wall action. And it was good to see this when Volcano played Las Cruces in the championship game. The place was packed. And people were back to being who they wanted to be, and that's rooting for your favorite team. Similar to college basketball. Whether you root for the Aggies because you're a Lobo or not, you're going to watch the next game against Arkansas because they're from New Mexico. See, that's what college basketball does for somebody. It's pretty incredible what hoops, scoops, alley-oops can do for people. I have a buddy out in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was like 9.30 in the morning, Thursday. He says, it's jam-packed at the sports book. I said, I wonder why. Is something going on? And then what the NCAA does, they put those playing games on Wednesdays and Tuesdays. Your bracket, I didn't even fill out a bracket this year for the first time. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because my bracket gets busted every year after the first round of games. I said, Mike, I'm not going to do that this year. I'm not going to fill out a bracket and throw it in the garbage after Sunday. I don't fill out three brackets, four brackets, five brackets. 
I refuse to fill out a bracket moving forward because I always know all the upsets that take place. And then my bracket's busted. But maybe I'll start a new bracket. Now that I know what the... Once the first round is done, maybe I'll bracket off that because it is fun. Remember this. Whoever your favorite team is, right? The Kansas Jayhawks of 08 with Mario Chalmers when Derrick Rose had him beat. See, when you can remember things like that, basketball has impacted you some way or another. So who's the best team out this year? Is it the Baylor Bears? Is it the Arizona Wildcats? Is it the Zags of Gonzaga? I don't think the Zags win it, by the way. It'd be nice to see them win one. I mean, they've been there enough. I just don't think they win it. But it's fun to watch. Today, as you're listening to this show on ESPN 101.7, the team, you have your TV on because you're already watching the first game. That's the beauty of March Madness. I wanted to talk hoop scoops, alley-oops. Next week, we have a phenomenal guest. Just wait who comes on next week because it's going to be special. I want to thank Sal Behind the Glass, Joe O'Neill, the president. I want to thank Alyssa Ryan and Preston John Michael. Don't forget Instagram, Mike Adams 2.0. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You just type in Mike Adams 2.0. You're listening to ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Good night. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0, presented by El Mesquite Market, bringing cultures together. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.